Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Metaphysical Podcast for part two of our discussion on harmonics and frequencies, where we'll be diving into the amazing spiritual and metaphysical side of electricity and sound. Did you know that scientists in the 90s were already warning people about the weaponization of sound waves? Did you know that certain technologies are already using strange phenomena for weird purposes today? Well, jo join remote viewer John Vivanco and me, investigative researcher Rob Counts, for a show that's out of this world. And hey, if you're watching us on podcast, please leave us a five-star rating review. And if you're watching us on a video platform, please like and subscribe to The Metaphysical Show so you never miss an episode. John, how are you? Good. Doing Good. well. Welcome back for part two. Part two. Yeah. It was uh, pretty interesting, actually. Got into a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I want to remind people that what we do here on this podcast is we do sort of a train of thought uh, conversational type format and not scripted. Um, we don't have uh, uh, basically cues that we're following. We're just like, it's like the phone calls that Rob and I have. That's really what it is. You know, if you're ever talking to a friend, you're talking about a lot of different things, you just jump all over the place. So this is what it's about here. And, you know, just to tack on to that, if there is something you want us to focus on and you really want to hear more about, leave us a comment and we'll actually end up probably doing an entire show just exactly. about that or peripheral things around that subject. So we're happy to get into that. We're just broadly covering a lot of things at the beginning of this podcast and we can dig in more later. I mean, each thing, like if you go back to the previous episode, we could take just one little thing and just dive really deep into that, and, you know, and we're going to have to do that. Um, yeah, we're just shotgunning it, I guess. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's exactly like our phone calls, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I can. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pr pretty awesome. Um, well, you know, there's there's a lot that we got into last episode. We were talking about piezoelectric charges. We were talking about uh, a little bit about the Montauk project, just because so much around that project revolved around um, sound frequencies. Uh, and we ended up getting into harp a little bit. And I didn't, I kind of, I thought maybe it, it was going to take a little bit too much time in that episode. So I waited, but there's, there's a few things that I wanted to kind of bring up about these extremely low frequency waves that I think it's worth getting into a discussion about. And the first is, have you ever heard of Dr. Patrick Flanagan? Yeah, I have. Okay, so Dr. Patrick Flanagan is an electromagnetic specialist, and he's a Nobel Prize nominee. He was actually a child prodigy in electronics. And in this 1998 episode of Phenomenon, The Lost Archives, there was a <laughs> there was a episode just about harp. And what Dr. Flanagan said blew my mind because I'm this was 1998. And what I realized is in 1998, physicists and scientists were a lot more act actively talking about the dangers of science than they are now. You don't hear right. any of it now. And what this guy said blew my mind. This was 1998. OK, we're going to pull up a clip. And actually, I'm not sure. Is this the clip that I that I um, recorded? Okay, this is my clip. I recorded it off of the TV. This sounds a little bit shoddy, but you can you can watch the um the the closed captions on here. Lindsay's pulling it up right now. 
And I was considered a child prodigy in electronics. My entire life has been devoted to the study of the effects of electromagnetic energies on the human mind. When I was 13 years old, I invented a device that transmits sound to the human brain using electromagnetic waves. So this is my field. I've been studying this field for over 40 years. And HARP scares me because I know what it can do. I know that HARP can be used to control the human mind. Point blank. Yeah. Yeah. 1998, people. Right. Yeah, you, you don't hear this stuff anymore. I mean... You just that, don't. I, I mean, what what age would you say Dr. Flanagan was in that clip? He was probably in his mid forties, something like that. Maybe maybe late forties, and and he's talking about at the age of thirteen, him yeah, developing that's... a device that can actually create waves that can put sound in the human mind. Well, I mean, the electro uh, uh, microwave pulsed microwave pulsed audiograms um is is a thing i mean that's that is uh something that has been developed where you can pulse voices into somebody's head with that but i think there are many different ways and i know that you know the microwave pulsed audiogram type of technology has been used in the mk ultra whole mk ultra side um in general so i mean he's he he's not um He's not wrong. I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. So this stuff you don't find anymore. You don't you don't hear about this stuff anymore. But, but I what I what's so curious about this is if I was to just say this, right? And I'm not Dr. Patrick Flanagan. If I was just to say what he said out loud, I would be called a conspiracy theorist and I would be thrown under a bus. Right, because because that is the But it's true. It is true, right? It's absolutely true. But I mean, people are being trained right now to deny everything, deny everything uh, that is outside of what people are told to think. I mean, that's another form of brainwashing, really. It's another form of MK Ultra, ultimately. So if people don't don't want to know about this stuff. Either don't want to know that it's true or not. Ultimately, they don't want to understand how this stuff has been developed because they want to trust. They just want to trust that they're going to be okay, that they're not having I, bad things done to them. Okay, I understand that. But what I don't understand is this is not that hard to find. This information that this technology exists, not that hard to find. It's and not. yet, if you bring it up, you're ridiculed into like, oh, they don't have that. We would know about that. What's crazy we're talking about a 13-year-old boy developing that technology using waves that our phones can emit right now or that technology around us can emit right now. We're not talking about necessarily like HARP. He's worried about HARP because he knows what these things can do using even lower technology than what HARP has developed, right? Yeah. I mean, he might be talking about something like... Um what's that called the ground wave emergency network um which it's gwen g w e n yes where where there it operates in in this like 225 to 400 megahertz range and and it it, it 
they're waves that that sit on top of the surface level of the land, and these antennas are placed two hundred miles apart, um, now, and and they can move energy through that overpopulation. It's sitting over us right now. It's sitting over us right now. They can now, move it underground and over the population. It's a military network of antennas. Now, what I heard, yeah, what I heard is when I was researching HARP is that HARP connects into these and that that's how they spread along a, a much greater distance is by using these GWENs with HARP. Through resonance, yeah. Yeah, through, to distribute. sympathetic resonance, right. And, and, and the brain, our brains are going to synchronize. They're going to have sympathetic resonance with these um, energy waves. Our, brains are really interesting because they will, they will have a sympathetic resonance to low frequencies. They'll start to, you know, get in line with low frequencies. They'll also start to get in line with um, predominant brainwave frequencies within groups. And I've seen this before in remote viewing courses. Like when I'm doing live courses, um, my brain is typically in an alpha state because of all the meditation and you yeah. know remote viewing that I've done. I'm typically in an alpha state. And what I've noticed during classes is that that begins to act as a, um, a resonator where everybody else's brain starts to like work on that level and they remote view much, much better. It's like a psychic pump. Oh, wow. Right. And so it's like, people, it's like the energy field. It's the energy field of it. Right. Wow. I mean, Dr. Puharik even spoke about how he saw a healer, a clairvoyant healer, like moving their brainwave state into the eight uh, hertz range and then projecting that out into another person. And they start to move into the eight hertz range and then they could they use that frequency to somehow heal them. So it's 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 really it can be really really useful or really really damaging. Sure, I mean as is everything. Yeah, and you know the whole intent the whole intent by these organizations is to control people, control people. How do you control people? Well, because and, it's and scary to them to have people that they can't control. I, yeah, and I understand that. It's strange that okay, we're we're, we're talking about Doctor Flanagan here, right? And he he he's basically corroborating the conspiracy theory of the sage radar being used at montauk because it was the 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 conspiracy revolves around or the allegedly they were using this old world war 1 or whatever world war 2 sage radar to beam frequencies that were changing and controlling things and experimenting with that and right. I mean, he's he's verifying the stories that was coming out of the population at Montauk in that general area of the aberrant behavior of the teenagers. He's he's literally verifying. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And but it's 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 also weird that people don't put this together. I find that strange. Or are they afraid to? Maybe they're afraid to. You know, I mean, I think. Yeah, there's just been this huge, 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 huge push lately to 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 negate the conspiracy theory side. Huge push lately. And and I think really that's what it's coming down to. People in society have to stick together in order to um, feel good about themselves and to be able to survive. So you want to get on the bandwagon of what your friends are thinking, what your friends are doing 
ultimately. And that's really, I think, all it comes down to, because there's plenty of evidence as well as circumstantial evidence that can lead you to the truth of these things instead of just going on fact check websites. OK, so before we get off of the Dr. Flanagan uh, subject, we mentioned the voice of God, the voice of God technology. The voice of God technology yeah. was allegedly Lindsay, correct me here if I'm wrong. Um, this was technology that was being used in some of the wars to actually beam a voice into the um, into the opponent's minds, telling them basically to stand down or worse, <laughs> worse right. things. Um, and uh, that that is uh, you know largely a conspiracy that this that this type of technology exists. But if Dr. Patrick Flanagan is creating that when he's 13 years old, we don't know how that was appropriated anywhere else or on the battlefield and whether it was used or not. Right, right. There was this one time, um, okay, so back after remote viewing was declassified, um, I had, I was working in a think tank and this was a civilian think tank. Um, we had, we didn't have contracts with government, it was just like these backdoor kind of deals that would happen with intelligence. And we would work with business and stuff like that. And, and remote viewing was new to the public and we were doing very well with it as a company, um, as a think tank. And, and at the same time that all this was happening, there was this like covert, like black ops group that was trying to shut us down. I mean, it sounds, this is stuff that people don't necessarily believe happens, but this sure. kind of stuff happens um, because they wanted to control the remote viewing field. And we were like a wild card, couldn't control us because we were civilians that had developed a company and had a shit ton of funding. And so, so we would get death threats, you know, we'd get like the phone would ring and a voice on the other side, um, um, uh, would just say, you know, stop what you're doing. Or we're going to kill you. Or you'd be talking to your friend on the phone and then a voice would cut in and say, stop what you're doing or we're going to kill you like that kind of stuff. So whenever we received these death, death threats, I would get together with my partner in the company. We'd go to a location to discuss it and try and figure out what to do because it was always kind of scary. So one time we, we met up to figure out what we're going to do about it. And as we're sitting there talking about it, we both at the exact same time had this very strange feeling begin like in our feet it felt like evil was crawling up under our skin. It was like a physical feeling, physical feeling where it, it, it went up our whole body and our fear fight or flight response got triggered like boom, like you wouldn't believe. Um, so that moment was what I attributed as remote influencing because we would be remote influenced, but I've never felt it that strong before it. We didn't hear voices in our head. It wasn't like this voice to skull technology. We didn't right. hear voices in our head. I swear there was some kind of device being used to, to a psychotronic weapon to push our body into a fight or flight state in order to get us to basically shut everything down at that moment, to, to add on top of the death threat, that immense fear. I mean, it was palpable. It felt like something was moving through your body that was pure evil, 
to mm-hmm. trigger the fight or flight response. So I feel like at that moment in time, I was probably hit with some type of psychotronic uh, weapon. Um, no voices, though. Didn't hear voices. So back when I first started Edge of Wonder, our first interview was with a very curious guy. His name was James Scott. And you, anybody out there, if you have access to rise.tv, you can actually watch this interview. Um, James Scott is like a, a cybersecurity specialist. It's sort of like a, um, hired gun for, for these things, you know, in in a way where, you know, he, he's got his own company and different government organizations will hire him. Okay. And he at this, this was in 2018 that we interviewed him. I think it was March, 2018. And he was describing to us, um, the use of phone and transmitting frequencies that can actually alter your body, make you sick, um, move your arm, like move your body in different ways using a phone. Like this is what they're talking about in his circles in 2018, the use of, of phones for these purposes. And then he was also talking about payloads whereby uh, you know, you get a, an app there, there's an app and the app is going to be, everybody has automatic downloads on their, on their phones. The app has a, like another outside organization will infiltrate the update. They'll put in a payload, which is a series of code. The code gets downloaded onto your app and now they've got full control over your app and the functions of your app to emit frequencies that can do these things. This is exactly what I was pointing out in the last episode. I, with these news articles, so back, like what I was saying, a 2008-ish time frame, these studies were done that, that the frequency of the cell signal will disrupt your sleep. They don't talk about that now on, in articles, right? They talk about only the blue light because right. I think what they want you to do is just put the phone off to the side. Don't, don't look at it, leave it on, put it off to the side because that's what's going on. That's where I was going. That's where that's what I think is going on with with the phones these days. Now, now the other side of uh, I'm gonna get into something else here. It's pretty interesting, actually. The other side of the high frequency waves that we've been talking about are these extremely low frequency waves, right? Right. Have you have you met? I believe you've met him, but have you ever met and or talked to Brooks Agnew? Have I met him? Yeah. No, I don't think I, I, I met Brooks Agnew at a conference. Did I meet him? I you you probably we weren't. I don't think you were at this conference. This was in Pine Top in uh, Arizona. OK. Oh, yeah. Now, okay. All right. Now, <laughs> Brooks Agnew is a very interesting guy. Um, he's a Ph.D. and he's an Earth tomographer and physicist. All right. Now, this is going to shock you because of how long ago this was. But in 1983, okay, he did radio tomography with 30 watts, just 30 watts looking for oil in the ground. He found 26 oil wells over a nine state area 
and 100% of the time it was accurate with just 30 watts of power beaming straight into solid rock. Wow. Wow. Now, harp can blast high frequency waves up and create low frequency waves coming down that can go deep into the earth and find things like oil, like gold, like Lost civilizations, like uh, uh, parts mummies. of the earth that are giant mummies <laughs> like mothman no i'm just kidding. mothman <laughs> um okay so we're, we're not like i think people are looking at harp as if it's okay it's high frequency it can do all of this stuff and 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 for for sure it can do a lot of things but if we're thinking like we're talking about low frequency waves being able to go and penetrate into the ocean and find stuff that you couldn't normally find. Right. And we don't know how advanced this technology is. Right. Who, who's talking about lo like low frequency waves out there? And and all of this, the craziness around this is we haven't even broken out of the electromagnetic discussion here. Like this is all electromagnetics. This is all stuff Tesla was was all about. Right. You can literally figure out most of anything that you need to do here on planet Earth using electromagnetics. We're we're saturated in electromagnetics. Yeah, and I think I think a lot a lot of what they're doing these days actually comes from Tesla. It comes from all of his research. Totally agreed. Yeah. Nobody totally. else. I mean, and it's funny too because it's like, you know, when when Edison uh, and you know, we've got regular, we use this, um, piped electricity and when, when, when that was chosen over Tesla, because what they can meter it to make yeah. money, yes. um, is when all of that other stuff went down into that deep black project hole or yes. spat idle and then went into the deep black projects. It's really interesting to me how this happens. It happens quite a bit. Same with like orgone type energy as well. I mean, the, the, the force of nature, the forces of nature that get hidden from us is just mind boggling. It, it is. And, and, you know, the, you, you can call like orgone, for instance, different things like the Chinese were, were calling it chi, chi energy. It's the same thing. It's the same right. thing. Yeah. And, and, and that's considered pseudoscience, by the way. It when, is considered pseudoscience. Yeah, it has like a history of thousands of years. And, right. you know. Well, you know, like uh, Wilhelm, Wilhelm Reich. Wilhelm Reich, yeah. His whole Oregon energy thing. He would construct these cabinets and he would layer um, wool and steel wool. Wool and steel, layers of wool yes. and steel wool, which created an energy. And he found, he found that in certain cases it could reduce tumors. In certain cases, and it was consistent. It was consistent on these certain cases that could reduce tumors. He got he got in so much trouble for that. He it got arrested. Really, yeah. Put away. Yeah. Got and you know what's weird too is like the guy was studying a lot of different stuff, like stuff he probably shouldn't have been studying too. Like in in my opinion, not like he was he was like he was studying um, or orgasmic energy well like, that's what that's where it comes from um orgasmic orgone yeah that's where it comes from he was a student of freud's yeah um, yeah you know i mean hey guess what like 1930s or 40s was that something like that 
free love 1930s. I don't Amazing know. Amazing how close Freud's name is to the word fraud. And I'll leave it right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of like magnetic, psychic type stuff, have you ever heard of, and, you know, voice of God? Have you ever heard of the God helmet? No. So Tell the me. God helmet, that was, that was, um, I think Stanley Curran and Michael Persinger out of Laurentian University. Uh, they were both, I, you know, I think Dr. Persinger, uh, he was a doctor. I don't know about um, Curran. It was originally called the Curran helmet, but the media got hold of it and turned it into the, the God helmet. Of course Basically, what this thing does is it pulses magnetic frequency into the brain that is taken from an EEG trace of um, exactly there it is a picture of it. And that's EEG a really awesome, right? It's like, a, yeah. like 1970s motorcycle. Like, helmet. Yeah. Am I going to race a motorcycle or, or, or am I going to get blasted with God energy? <laughs> Dark helmet. So basically what it does is it, it pulses these EEG traces into specific areas of the brain in order to bring an experience of um, it could be God, it could be Christ, it could be uh, a powerful being or entity. It's the effect of perceiving or feeling a ghost. And so a lot of people would have that experience with this while those areas of the brain were triggered. Now, when you get to um, a guy named Todd Murphy, he developed, he was you know, he's a, he was a peer of uh, Dr. Persinger. Um, he developed one for the consumer market called the Shakti, Shakti helmet or the Shiva. That. Yeah, I actually have one. Really? Um, and they actually use this sometimes in remote viewing, like, like Ingo Swan used it. And basically it's a series of nodes. You can move these nodes around too, because they're like on Velcro. They go around your head. You can stimulate different areas of the brain it's connected into the computer because in your computer, you've got sound files. You've got EEG traces of, let's just say that the uh, amygdala, for instance, like what, what, what is the frequency of the amygdala? Turn that, they turn that into an audio file and then they pulse that through these magnetic uh, nodes on your brain um, as magnetic, just magnetic pulses, right? And so this stimulates that part, those parts of your brain. So you get sort of like an overload of stimulation in that brain, then you have an experience happen, something interesting happen. And, and in research, it was found that this increases, it can increase in telepathy, you can practice telepathy, you can practice remote viewing with this, and telepathy. it will increase that skill. I mean, I have one. So wait, does, it, does the other person need to be wearing the helmet too to experience it? Or no, 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 not really? necessarily, no. Not necessarily. But the thing is, is that you have to practice while you're wearing it. You know, you practice these techniques while you're wearing it. And so your brain starts getting accustomed to working that way with these signals, activating those. Specific it's kind of like a training mechanism to be able to use it when you're not when you don't have the helmet on. Right. It is like a training mechanism. Sounds yeah. like the opening scene of Ghostbusters. Remember that scene? What? B Bill Murray is like. They, they're wearing these things and Bill Murray is like oh, shocking yeah. the guy instead of the girl and telling the girl how, he, how much more advanced she is psychically or something like that. Just, right. Right. Yeah. 
it's so funny how we like relate back to um, movies as like these like like historical campfire stories. Remember when when Uncle Jones did this and that back in you know, oh my gosh. Well, you know, Dan Aykroyd could be on this show. I mean, he's he, he's he weird enough to be on here. Yeah, he could. <laughs> he's, he's done a lot of this stuff, and he was in Ghostbusters. Yeah, right, right. But you know, this whole this whole field is called um, neurotheology. You know, the, the experience of um, the divine or religion uh, in the brain, how the brain can can create this or be the window for it. Um, so it's a fascinating area, fa really fascinating area of study. So it's like these things, they can induce spiritual experiences. And some people claim that when they have used these, it's been such a profound experience, one of the more profound experiences that they've had in their lives. So not all this stuff is bad, right? I mean, you've got the, the voice of God technology, which sounds like it should be good. Ultimate guys, it's like, how can they make something so sound, be so horrible that sounds so good? Voice of God, like, come on, right? And yeah. then you've got the God helmet, right? So you've got these two polar opposite things um that produce these experiences except they're using that other side for a really negative purpose you know yeah it's i mean what other purpose to research and develop this technology if not to use it to control things i mean human beings don't have a very good track record with um conducting research for anything other than personal gain Right. So when, you know, I think a lot of people, it's amazing how science has branded itself and positioned itself where it's like, oh, for the good of humanity and take all the religion out of this, we'll make decisions based on reason. And it's like, what is that reason? Because you can tell a story right. using data any way you want. And exactly. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> right. And then and then if you question it, you become a science. You're shamed as a science denier. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, you know, like, it, I think it's hard for folks who are really into science to really accept this when I say this, but the fact that science is structured precisely like a religion now. Well, I, it is. I mean, I've said this before many times, too. Yeah. But, you know, it's... They, they, and they react the same way religious zealots do when you attack their principles. Right, right. I mean, scientific process is scientific process. Yes. Okay. That's established. That's, that's an important thing in an investigation in general, sure. but you know, you can take that to an extreme. It's like, can't. like religion basically takes spirituality to an extreme, arguably right. where, you know, you can create these religious zealots. Well, you can do the same thing with science. They becomes, right. you know, scientific zealots. And then they're attacking people when they break out of whatever structures that they've tried to create or that they've, have manipulated, to be honest. Right. I mean, you know, 3D science is 3D science. It, it, it literally deals with material, the material world. And there are instruments that can't measure the things that other people, that people experience that are outside of what science deems as being valid, right? Yeah. And it, it's strange, too, because then you then you have like, Okay, here here we have science. We only deal with the 3D world. 
also science, let's develop quantum computers, which can go into other dimensions and get right. back information. And then you're like, excuse me, did you yeah. just hear what you just said? Right. Yeah. Well, you're you know, what's funny is that um, this was like back when we had this one guy, I probably mentioned this before, this one guy that was that was this sort of intermediary um, that in, with the think tank that helped us work in agencies and he was part of an agency he told he told me that there was this they had this computer that was a quantum computer that can yeah, take sure. snapshots of the future right and i mean i didn't i didn't i just thought yeah you're full of it i don't believe you but then later on you know you get all these reports that come out about the chronovisor and stuff like that right and yeah, now we're getting into um yeah he said it was a quantum computer this is a project looking glass here right really right so that, yeah, we're, this is a technology, allegedly alien technology that could, that could basically see into the future. Is that accurate? I think that's yeah, accurate. That's basically yeah. what it is. It works on the quantum level somehow. I don't know. Quantum well, I mean, it makes sense because if, if you're looking at just like quantifiable algorithms that, that are predicting, you know, um, various outcomes from the data that's being presented i can see how that would work i mean that's that's what what do you think google is really i mean like the these social media applications that are that are just garnering uh you know terabytes of information from us on a on every second practically you know we're we're looking at constant um data being tracked and then conceivable outcomes being right. spat out. I mean, I, I think actually, you know, this, this Aladdin thing that they're using on in finance, BlackRock, uh, State Street, Vanguard use this thing called Aladdin, which is basically just a highly advanced algorithm that is literally controlling the finances of our world right now. And they're right. all using it. Right. And it is why our why our world is in the state it's in right now to some extent, depending on, you know, obviously there are other factors, but, you know, finance makes up a large part of what's going on right now, more than I think people give it credit for. And, right. you know, and it's right. being controlled by these algorithms. Right. It's weird. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know you find that in trading. Trading is, is all algorithmic based and the big money is using these things and the little person just gets hammered by it. Hmm. I, I don't know how we went from waves to, <laughs> I mean, okay. So <laughs> like as far as remote viewing is concerned with all of this stuff with, um, with let's just say voice, voice to God or voice of God technology or whatever we haven't, we've not, we've been more like the recipients on the other end Right. Of, of, of receiving this stuff, not so much on the remote viewing side. Um, we haven't like looked at a whole ton of stuff around this on the remote viewing side. What we've looked at predominantly is the more exciting things because it's like you could spend forever dealing with the negatives of this world and the and the the dark things and the horrible things when you get into the whole MK Ultra side and how they use frequencies to to destroy people basically. Um, you know, what we've done is, is, is try to understand how frequencies are able to excite piezoelectric charge, um, how they work with certain locations like Aramu Muru, 
in right. Peru in order to open up portals. And what are those frequencies? So it's like, I'm involved in this ongoing thing with remote viewing to try to understand what are the layers of frequencies and harmonics that are used for the, the situation of opening these doorways up? Because, you know, as I said before, too, they also use that kind of technology in Montauk, where they've got two different frequencies that are pushing together to create that doorway. And so a lot of these, these situations that deal with portals to dimensions or wherever have to do with harmonics, have to do with frequencies that are, that are pulsing, moving together. I, and this is really what it comes down to. This is, this is uh, unified field theory, ultimately. Um, and, and that is really like where my interest lies on the side of frequencies as opposed to how they're, we know what they're doing to people. We know that our phones, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be using these phones. We shouldn't have them next to us. We know all this stuff. Um, I'd rather focus on the things that are more interesting and exciting. Me too. Me too. I, I mean, and also like, why, like, we already know how much of a bag of cats this world is right now. It's a like, bag of cats. <laughs> why not focus on the positive things right. and how we can actually, like, what they call life hack or whatever? Because, right. you know, why not? I mean, it, uh, you know, it's so easy to do something bad and wrong in this world. And it's so much harder to do something that's right or that's right. good like that's right. just how it's set up and um yeah it's a it's like we've got to work towards that you know yeah you know i mean that gets into the area of of when you look at the amount of programming that happens here on this planet it's it i get a very bleak viewpoint i mean we are thought of somewhat as cattle you know and and those things to be used by someone else something else and our individual lives don't matter so much to them they don't they don't matter to them at all it's, it's just literally what they can get out of us so it's a hard thing you know and, and and the more look living in that idea and always thinking about that kind of stuff is detrimental in general and it's going to get a person nowhere <laughs> yeah it's really going to get a person nowhere. You have to get outside, put your feet on the ground, go into nature, get a different frequency running through your body. Seriously. Yeah, get off of Twitter. And yeah. Get off of Twitter. Get off, like put your technology away. Get off the internet. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. There's a lot that, there's a lot of problems that I have with the way the planet's going at the moment, but nothing can touch our own spiritual development. I There's totally no device, no nothing that can touch our own growth and spiritual development. And really, that's what we have to be focused well, and, on. And, and part of me is like, you know, it's this double-edged sword when you're talking about something like Twitter. Because it's like, okay, yeah, there should be a, a town square where everyone can go in and talk. And hey, good for you, you know, Elon, trying to open it up for more opinions on there so that people yeah. can talk. Fine. Okay. If, you know, if you agree with me or not that's what Twitter is. Right. right. But then, <laughs> excuse me. The other side of it though, is just constantly being dragged through all of that. Always having to look at the, the good, the bad, the opinions, the whatever. And it's like, 
just like what would happen if you just shut Hollywood off? Just shut right. it off. Like we don't need it. You know, they're they're probably some of the most out of touch people on the planet. You know, like it's impossible to watch the Grammys anymore or like the Oscars and listen to some of these people talk and they're on a different planet. Like they don't even live here anymore, you know? And it's like, well, just if you just shut it off, honestly, like that, I really think based off of what you just said, if we were all working really hard on ourselves and developing our internal frequency, if you will, yeah, and it was a high, higher vibe. It would push out much more of these things that are actually holding humankind back right now. I so agree. Why not focus Absolutely. on ourselves. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, think about like the the pulse of the Earth, the Schumann resonance is seven point eight three hertz, I believe. Walk around outside barefoot. Get rid of your technology. Don't bring your phone with you. That changes your brain waves, changes your brainwave state. And this is proven. You're not even yeah. making, you're not making this up. This is a thing. Right. Right. And this is this is really, really important for people to do because all of this, these devices that we have around us all the time, and the Wi-Fi, I mean 2.4 gigahertz constantly pulsing through our bodies. I mean, this is not a good situation. It's unhealthy for the body and the mind. We have to get outside of this stuff. We have to and not be in it all the time. Well, I'll tell you what, John, this has been a great episode. And after this episode, I'm going to take my shoes off and go walk outside in the grass, even though it's freezing cold where I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. Um, yeah, John, thanks so much for hanging out. And uh, this was a great conversation. And I just want to ask everyone at home, if there's something you want us to dig into here, please comment whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Rumble, wherever you are. Uh, comment below. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about and how you're liking the show so far. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you're on podcast, please leave us a rating and review. If you could take the time out to do that, we can reach more people that way if you love what we're doing. And uh, definitely like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, John, did you have anything to add with everyone? No, just, I mean... Shut your electronics off after this show. Shut them all down. Except come back to watch Metaphysical because, yeah. you know. Turn it back on. Nourish your, nourish your mind as well. Yeah. All right. Well, John, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you guys soon.